Hello guys, it's been a very, very long time. I'm pretty sure the last episode I recorded and also submitted had to be whew, a couple months now. And so much has happened. So God has been amazing enough to A, have found us a house. So he found us a home. And we, that whole process went by so long, but really, really quick at the same time. So we were focusing on doing that, moving, and now my family is moving also about five minutes from my house. So that is amazing. But I do want to kind of come back into the groove of things and I know I've been saying like, oh, I really want to come back. I really want to do this again. And although that is true, and I'm so sorry for the echo because I'm currently in my living room recording this, um, I definitely knew that I had to get back to it, but so much has been going on in my life and it just, I found it hard, but also I think that I also have to discipline myself to really uh, focus on doing this full time again. But with that being said, um, we're going to be in Matthew eleven twenty eight, And before I start off, um, I do want to be transparent with you that coming back to do the podcast when I've been uh, gone for so long um, is going to be a little bit rocky because I'm basically kind of starting over again. It has been something that I've put in the back burner, which I shouldn't have. And um, I've kind of, you know, I've had to apologize to God because one, I'm not seeking his word as often as I should. And two, I am um, doing something, I'm not doing anything with the ministry that he gave me, um, which I believe is what, you know, God planted into my heart just to talk and be real and be transparent with you guys with struggles, with um, married life, with um, just relationship with God and how sometimes it can become stagnant not because of his doing but of course our own and putting other things uh and priority over him so in Matthew eleven twenty eight, then Jesus said come to me all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. I will say that this is very much something that a word that my family needed, especially me sometimes uh, recently because my parents are in the process of moving near me. Um, I'm still around like I'm around two hours away from my family. And I've had to deal with the adjustment of being here um, and essentially feeling a little bit alone and how sometimes the devil tries to use that to manipulate your mind and to morph it and 
you know, to put your trust on other things other than God to get you through those moments and fits of loneliness. But Jesus is telling us, you know, the people that carry a lot of weight, right? That could be the weight of your past. That could be the weight of what you're currently dealing with, uh, a physical weight, right? It could be a spiritual battle that you've been fighting and you're just exhausted because you're holding on to things that you shouldn't be. And he's basically like, Lamb, give them to me because I can hold it. I have enough um, strength to get you through that. And, you know, I don't know why that kind of made me get choked up and emotional because um, I guess I struggle with the idea of letting God do what he's supposed to do. Um, I want to take the weight up for myself and hold it up for myself you know, I'm a very stubborn individual that I love to do things myself and I don't like asking for help because I feel like it makes me look weak or, um, it just, it makes me feel weak, like, oh, like you can't handle it yourself. And sometimes you really, you can't, sometimes God needs to be the one to remind you to lay off, right? Like cool down. I have it. I can hold the weight, but you need to trust me enough that I'm actually going to hold it, right? It's not the idea of giving our burdens to Jesus. It's the fact that we don't fully trust that Jesus can handle it. Like we don't really trust in his power and what he can do. We kind of want to do it ourselves. And I feel like that's where we have a lot of trust issues with God we have a lot of trust issues with men in general and I think we have to take out the idea of putting like I said and I've constantly always said we got to stop putting God in a box right in a box that's fit for a man to fit in but God is not a man right God is not human like he doesn't have sins, he doesn't have ulterior motives, he doesn't have all these things that he genuinely just wants good for us. So why are we stressing and why are we putting so much pressure on something that we know he can carry the burden of, that we can't? And we have to learn to surrender to him and let him do that. And trust me, when I'm talking, I'm talking to myself because I'm not good at taking my own advice and uh, I do want to let you know that if this is speaking to you this is not me this is uh, literally a verse on the bible app but what I'm saying is if there are any words of wisdom that come out to you they're not of me they're of God because I I know myself this is these are not me this is not my words God puts a lot of wisdom uh, when you seek his word And, uh, but aside from that, 29, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. He's basically, obviously, I think it's pretty self-explanatory, but if you want to go deeper in that, he's basically saying, watch what I do, right? If you want to be 
at peace, if you want to have a gentle heart, if you want to have all these things, just watch what I do with the yoke that is placed upon me, right? Or the trials that I'm going through or the trials that you're going through. Because I think we also forget that Jesus was a man, but he was 100% man, 100% God. So we have, he still had struggles, right? He still had temptations and things that he personally had to struggle with. For example, when he was about to be crucified, he begged for God to take it from him, to not let him have to go through this, but he knew he had to. And that's a moment of, you know, he was, he was scared. He was scared and terrified of what the pain that was going to be inflicted upon him and the weight of every sin on top of him was going to feel like. And, um, I think as people, we forget that we have to be humble and gentle at heart. And I, and it's so hard to do that in this society. I feel like every, you know, news outlet, everything that we're just being, uh, tsunamied with is telling us to be tough, you know, to not be gentle, not to be kind to others, to be rough, you know, don't you remember what they said about you? And don't you remember what they did, you know, did to you and your family and, and all of these things. And we need to remember that Jesus was not remarkable or historical because he was like every other man or because he preached what all the fair you know pharisees and all these people were preaching but because he was different and it's sometimes so painful to be nice to somebody who's done you harm to be gentle to people that are rough because you yourself have had pain inflicted upon you from that person but we still need to be kind to others and that's something we have to pray for God's supernatural like love and kindness to come over us to deal with these type of people because out of our own flesh we can't do that I know I can't if somebody has done me wrong I never forget and it's not for the sake of being mean or anything, but of sake of, you know, self-preservation. You want to preserve your heart. You want to guard it and you want to make sure that you're alert. But sometimes guarding it so much breaks apart the bridge that God wants you to cross to touch that person's life, you know. And it's... It's a very, it's a very hard topic and, and like I've said, the love of the father and this and that and, and all these other previous podcasts, they talk about, you know, God's love for us, God's love for us. And I think that the reason he's been using the word love this season, um, in my life is because it is hard to love when you don't want to, 
Um, and that can be with your spouse, your family member, uh, your friend, a stranger, or an enemy. Like it's loving when it's not all happy and and being gentle when they're not being gentle in return. And I feel like this is like a, a, a child's issue. I feel like it brings me back to when I was a kid. Like, oh, be nice to everyone and this and that. And it's hard. Um, I wish people would talk about how difficult it is and how it hurts your pride. And, and here's the thing. It's not good to have pride anyways. But when you have to abol- you know, you have to apologize to somebody who's being a jerk to you, it's pretty difficult to get out of that mind frame of, you know, I just can't stand to be around this person. And that's hard. But we have to think about heavenly, right? Like what is this? There's obviously a reason God wants me to be nice to this person. I want to know what that reason is. And I think that we have to open our curiosity to see what God, what doors God wants open for what reasons. Because we can only see so much until we see the full picture. And I think God has been very, very funny in that regard. And I always say that God has a very funny sense of humor. Um, for example, my parents are trying to sell their house. Um, this guy kept giving them junky offers. He, you know, he did one offer and then he left and then he wasn't heard from. And then all of a sudden he pops back up again with another offer and then leaves and then comes back. And this third offer is the one that my parents were, you know, God obviously has been pushing and pushing this person, um, for a reason. And what I thought of was in the Bible, I don't know exactly what story in, or uh, not story, but yes, you could say a story in the Bible about the, um, the person that God entrusts, hey, I want you to marry a prostitute. And the guy's like, you gotta be kidding me. You want me to marry a prostitute? Like, I want a wife. I want somebody to be home to, to, to raise my kids and this and that. He's like, no, no, no. You're gonna see what I'm gonna do in your life. Marry the prostitute. The prostitute leaves, goes back. He takes her out of it. She leaves and goes back. This happens three times before she finally stays. And I don't know why God put that in my heart. I guess because I myself... Um, left him and he had to bring me back for them me to leave him again to then bring me back and we sometimes look at the fact that we're going to be laying certain things down in our lives that we know don't honor God but we have to look at the full picture of it of how many blessings are going to be there on the other side that we don't know and we don't see right at this moment but God's just waiting for us to lay our sins down so we can have the spiritual maturity to acknowledge that that is God's blessing to us for for surrendering something that 
was a sin, um, whether it could be holding a grudge against somebody or, you know, a struggle with like a substance or whatever it could be, right? But I digress. And it wasn't until, you know, God finally knocked on my parents like here, 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 that it finally happened and thankfully everything's been going amazing regarding their process. But what I'm trying to say is that me and my husband found our house first and little did we know that the realtor that was selling, uh, that was selling my parents, the, the house that my parents are now buying her clients were putting an offer on our house like right before we beat them to it. And their grandson goes to the same school my sisters go to, right? And they also know the same people that we know here. So it's just like a crazy circle of obviously God has a reason for everything happening. And I'm pretty sure my parents didn't see God when they were like why does my daughter want to move two hours away from home and it wasn't until they came here and they saw it that they really were like yeah this is something special that we want in our lives too so God has just been amazing and opening doors but it hasn't been without trials and it hasn't been without um, strife And, you know, it was a, you know, I would say the first month, um, it was just a lot of bickering between me and my husband and, and not because we don't love each other because, but it was a lot of stress that we were being introduced and we weren't giving them up to God to deal with. We were keeping it ourselves and taking it out on each other instead of going to God and praying to take our stress away so we can be loving towards each other. And that is something not a lot of people talk about is how we take our anger out or our stress on our partners and it can be very, very hard and bring up a lot of tension in a marriage. Uh, and that that has been something that I was not used to you know me and my husband were living a, a less stressful life and then we got our house and not that it it's you know obviously anything that you jump into that's life-changing can be stressful but this has definitely um it was very very hard at first but you know, I think me and my husband were getting in the swing of things and we're figuring out our roles in the house, you know, what I do, what you do, and how we help each other out. And how um, I saw somebody was talking about this, how whenever you have a disagreement, you have to remember that you're on the same team against that one topic. It's not you against your partner, but it's you together against that either addiction or stressful situation or, you know, that topic. 
So, but going full circle, it's basically bringing everything up to God that is putting stress or um, hindering you from getting close to him. And I feel like we got to stop looking at other ways that we can kind of quote unquote solve our situations instead of praying about it. I think we take prayer for being, you know, a Hail Mary moment where, oh, nothing I've done worked. So let's try it this way because this is the last thing I got. And usually it's the most, it's actually the most powerful one out of all the things that you could have done previously. It should have been the first thing that you do. And I'm talking to myself about this. Um, So, you know, just give your stresses, your plans, your um, life achievements, anything that you hold dear that you want full control of, I would say just give it up to God at the moment. It, it sucks to live not, you know, not knowing exactly what my next, you know, the next step is, but there's something amazing about not knowing Because the one moment I've realized that I've given it up to God and what he wants to do, it's usually when he has full control and he shows me, okay, this is the blueprint of how we're going to get from A to B, you know? And that is what's awesome. Because now we can look back in my life and see exactly every single moment that I wanted control and every single plan I had for my life and how it went. Not exactly, but even better. I don't know how to explain it other than that. Like, it didn't exactly. I wanted to become a politician and a lawyer, and obviously that didn't happen. You know, I'm going to school to be a teacher. But he also granted me, you know, an amazing husband who wants a woman, you know, he wants a mother to be at home. You know, he wants a strong woman to raise his kids. And he has the heart to be like, no, I want you to do your role. You know, to to have the role that God assigned you to have. Um, not because of weakness or anything, but because you are stronger in a different level in a different way that I can't do that. You know, I could be the one to work and do what I have to do outside, but you have so much strength to be dealing with what's going on inside the home, which is what why we're having this whole gender crisis out in the world nowadays. It's just all crazy hoopla, and it's because parents weren't parents in the home. You know, you sent your kids to school, and the school became their parent and taught them what they wanted them to teach. Um... And I, I would rather, and I told my husband, I'm like, I'd rather live more, you know, not as well off and a little bit tighter, but at least I'm around when my kids need me. And at least I can teach them and show them, you know, what I want them to know and what I want them to be exposed to. And I want them to see, hey, mom is not weak because she doesn't work every day. Or she doesn't know, but mom has all of the duties of keeping a home together to making it a home, to making it, you know, 
a peaceful place for dad to come home to, right? And not only that, she gave away all of that, you know, I feel like our pride as women, we, you know, society's put us to like, oh, you need to be a girl boss, you need to work, you need to make your own money, you do this, you do that, but I know that the most powerful thing I can do is creating strong men and women that are going to impact our society and in the future, going to be monumental pieces to our, you know, to our lives and our future as a country. I want to make sure that I do the very best I can to ensure that they're not going to be seeking help from the world around them, but that they're going to be seeking help from God first um, and that they're going to be strong and they're not going to waver in their beliefs because they don't know where their beliefs come from. So I hope that this was a good episode that you tuned into that you listen to my little rant about a culmination of a bunch of things and my scatterbrainness, but um, it definitely needed to be said and I needed to jump back into the swing of things. I figured, you know what, I have half an hour of quiet time um, to get close to God, read his word, and also talk about whatever I learned and I was learning today in my podcast. So I hope you guys have an amazing week. I will definitely try to record another episode next Monday. Uh, Either that, Mondays or Wednesdays. I'm not completely sure, depending on my schedule. But um, hope you guys have an amazing week. I hope this word maybe transcended to you. Maybe it's not for you and it's for somebody else that needs it around you. Um, So please share it and... um, I definitely hope to be uh, hearing from you guys, whatever you guys like or don't like or what you guys want to hear and what you don't. But, uh, yep, I'll see you guys next week. Bye.